0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of Bizarre Tales This is a very awkward episode for me to do It's been taking a lot of research um, And a lot more than you would actually believe So this week we're actually covering the city of London So the hauntings of the city of London Now for most of you you'll be thinking London, surely that's uh, that's got to be one of the easiest ones to uh, to work out. Well, it's not. And the reason for that is the City of London is actually a 1 mile square inside London. It's known as the city within the city. So, to put it into a little bit of context, the City of London is the city within London london is the city within england and england is the country within the united kingdom so it's a city within a city within a country within a country so there we go that uh, should clear that up for you guys um but it's a small set basically it's a very small section it is the old roman city of london okay now the city of london has many traditions some that date back up to a thousand years old and These traditions are essentially anti-monarchist, almost. The City of London is represented as a completely different entity to the rest of London. It has its own uh, coat of arms, they have their own police force, the City of London Police rather than the Metropolitan Police. They have their own mayor, separate to the Mayor of London, they have the Right Honourable Mayor of London. Um, or the Right Honourable Mayor for the City of London Um, that is a completely separate mayor, it's a completely separate job and the Queen has to ask special permission to visit the City of London now the City of London has many famous landmarks it is home to the Financial District it is home to the Bank of England it is home to um, a few quite famous tube stations including bank which is one of the biggest tube stations in london it's the home of the tower bridge it's the home of st paul's cathedral it's massive okay the the area itself is vastly populated there is around 11000 people within this 1 mile city so the city itself has got more history, I would say, than most of London, okay? The problem is when you're researching ghost stories in London, you mainly get places like Westminster and the Tower of London, uh, Westminster Hall, Westminster Abbey, places like this that are not within the city of London. Um, So it makes finding these stories very, very difficult. I have done my best for you. Um, we are covering some of the most famous stories in London with this episode. Um, however, the famous ghosts that you hear of, there are stories of ghosts like Sir Walter Raleigh, uh, Guy Fawkes, some of Henry VIII's wives are seen. That you know, there are some really famous ghosts. In the City of London. I believe there's even a story of potentially Jack the Ripper as well. So none of these reside in the City of London, making it a, a very difficult one, like I said, to, to get a lot of research on because they're not the most famous stories, but they are very, very good ones. Now, the first place I'm going to start with is Liverpool Street Station. Now, this is one of the tube stations in London. And in 2015 Crossrail began an excavation project in the City of London at the 16th and 17th century burial ground at Bedlam. During this excavation around 30 bodies were uncovered beneath what is now Liverpool Street Station. These 30 bodies are believed to have been victims of the Great Plague if this wasn't enough to put you off stopping by this station many visitors have also reported sightings of a male figure in white overalls standing on the platform it's as though he waits for a train which is yet to arrive. While we're on the subject of tube stations we'll cover another very famous tube station in the centre of London called Monument. Saint Magnus Martyr Church once marked the northern end of London Bridge, and it's haunted by a dark-robed figure thought to be the shade of a Bible translator, Miles Coverdale. One witness described looking into the figure's hood to see no face. T.S. Eliot had a ghostly crowd flowing over London Bridge, past this church, so many I had not thought death had undone so many," he said. Another tube station in the centre of London is called Cannon Street. An old legend states that if London stone is ever moved, then the city will no longer flourish. The ancient monument was temporarily shifted to the Museum of London in May 2016, a month before Brexit, leave that one to you but it was put back and London does seem to be recovering. We'll have a look at probably the most famous building or one of the most famous buildings in central London. and probably the most famous building inside the City of London and that is St Paul's Cathedral. Now, St Paul's Cathedral is a magnificent symbol of the resurrection of the City of London after it was ravaged by the Great Fire of London in 1666. Numerous paranormal incidents and ghost sightings have occurred over the centuries of this ancient cathedral. The cathedral that stands there today is the fifth church to be built on this site, dedicated to London's patron, St. Paul. The first church of St. Paul was wooden, founded by King Ethelbert of Kent in the 6th century. Three more churches were built at the site and suffered various fates, including the destruction by the Vikings in the 7th century and being struck by lightning during the reign of Queen Elizabeth I. The Kitchener Chapel is a memorial chapel to Lord Kitchener, who was a somewhat ruthless army general in the 1800s. Its walls are adorned with an assortment of battle colours, and on its floor reclines a white marble effigy of General Kitchener. There have been numerous reports that as you stand gazing upon his memorial, If a sudden chill passes over you, this is often the first sign that cathedral's resident ghost, the Whistler, is about to put in an appearance. Next, you will hear the low, barely audible sound of mournful whistling. Looking into the chapel, you may see the ghost of an old clergyman who has flowing locks of grey hair and dressed in old-fashioned robes. His doleful, though tuneless, whistling will grow steadily louder as he glides across the chapel and melts slowly into the wall on the right of the gates. Everyone who has seen him has attested to the fact that he always follows the same time-worn path that he always vanishes into the same section of wall. During the renovation work into St. Paul's Cathedral following the First World War, the chapel, then known as All, Saints, All Souls Chapel, sorry, was rededicated to General Kitchener. When the chapel was being renovated, the part of the wall where the Whistler's ghost has always disappeared into, was excavated to reveal a hidden door behind the wall. It opened into a winding, narrow staircase that leads to a secret room within the inner fabric of the main body of St. Paul's Cathedral. Nobody had known of its existence or its purpose, with of course the exception of the ghost. There has been further evidence of the Whistler's ghost that was provided in April 2008 when the ghost appeared to be caught on film. After returning from a trip to London, Russian tourist Olga Chaklova could not believe her eyes when she downloaded her holiday's photos. After attending a morning service at St. Paul's Cathedral, she had taken some photos from inside the cathedral. In one of those photos was a ghostly image. She is convinced that the blurry figure in the middle of the picture is the ghost of the 16th century priest walking through St. Paul's Cathedral. When she was interviewed later, Olga was certain that she had captured the image of Whistler's ghost. Of course it's a ghost, she said. There was no one in front of me when I took the photo. We shall now look at another very famous building in the city of London. This is the Bank of England. The Execution of Philip Whitehead On November 2nd, 1811, Philip Whitehead, a man of genteel appearance, who had been employed at the cashier's office at the Bank of England, was brought to the dock of the Old Bailey and charged with forgery. Found guilty, he was sentenced to death and duly hung in early 1812. News of his crime and execution was, however, kept from his devoted sister, Sarah Whitehead, who was removed by Philip's friends to a house in the wine office court of Fleet Street. One day, Sarah turned up at the Bank of England to inquire about her brother's whereabouts an unthinking clerk promptly blurted out the story of Philip's crime and his ignominious death. The shock of this discovery turned the poor woman's mind, and thereafter she took to turning up at the bank every day asking for her brother, in the belief that he still worked there. She became known as the Black Nun on account of her peculiar attire that consisted of a long black dress and a crepe veil worn over her face and head. The city merchants took pity on her and never let her pass without extending their assistance. While the directors and clerks of the Bank of England saw it it, that she was frequently provided with sums of money in compliment for her misfortune she became convinced that the bank governors were keeping an immense fortune from her, and this led her to frequently hurling insults at them during business hours. On one occasion, Baron Rothschild was going about his business at the stock exchange when she suddenly appeared and called him a villain and a robber, telling him that he had defrauded her of her fortune, and demanding the £2,000 he owed her. He responded by taking half a crown from his waistcoat pocket, handing it to her and saying, there then, take that and don't bother me, I'll give you the other half tomorrow. Accepting the money, she thanked him and went away. But by 1818, the bank governors had grown tired of her daily disturbances. And so gave her a sum of money on a condition that she agreed never to return to the bank. In life she kept that contract, but in death her wrath was broken many times. Indeed more than one late night wanderer wending their weary way home through Threadneedle Street has been surprised by her ghostly figure appearing before them with downcast eyes inquiring sadly, and very politely, have you seen my brother? The Old Bailey is very famous in London, ...very famous across the whole world for justice. It's one of the oldest judicial courts in the world... ...and it has a 22 tonne figure of justice on the crown roof of it. It used to be part of Newgate Prison... ...and it has a very daunting history. Many a man, woman and even child, believe it or not... ...has walked the dead man's journey through the old prison up the steps of the Old Bailey and sentenced to death. This tunnel consists of many doors that increasingly get smaller and smaller and smaller as you approach the dock. The Old Bailey is infamous in this country for many, many things. What it's not well known for, though, is the ghosts that reside there. In fact, most people in London know that Newgate prison is haunted. There are too many strange and unexplainable things that went on there. The rumor is that the ghost of Jack Shepherd haunts the prison to this day. Even though it has been shut down, the rumor is still there. This is a story of one prisoner who was there. Late one night, he was in his cell trying to sleep, but couldn't because it was raining. All he could focus on was the leak in his ceiling and the sound when it hit the cold concrete floor every second. After a while his eyes started to get heavy and he was almost asleep when he heard heavy chains and heavy footsteps. He was wide awake and when he heard that, he got up. Took a look out his window but didn't see a thing. He knew it couldn't be anybody inside the prison because they do not wear chains, and it was the middle of the night. All the prisoners were sleeping, and he listened for the sound again, but he didn't hear anything except for the rain dripping down from his ceiling. He went back to bed, thinking that his mind was just playing tricks on him, because he was tired. The next day, it was gloomy and wet from all the rain the town had got the night before, and he looked out his window into what the prisoners called the Cage. The Cage was a small gated area between the prison and the Old Bailey Courthouse, which was also known as Dead Man's Walk. It also happened to be the location of the lime pits, where the remains of executioners were buried. While Scott looked out his window between the bars, he thought he saw all ...of the prisoners that were executed and buried there. He knew that later that year, he would be one of those prisoners buried in the lime pits. Later that night, Scott was trying to fall asleep when it started to storm. The drips started and he heard the chains and the footsteps that he heard the night before. He quickly got out of his bed and looked out his window into the cage... The other prisoners believe that he saw the ghost of former prisoner Jack Shepherd, who was hanged in 1974 after escaping custody three times for burglary and murder. All the prisoners had heard that he walked in the cage late at night as a lost soul, but no one has ever seen Jack. The prisoners say he must have been Shepherd because Scott was found dead in his cell the next morning, with chain marks around his throat, and he had been strangled to death. From the front of St. Paul's Cathedral, if you walk down Ludgate Hill and turn right into Avenue Maria Lane continue to its junction with Amen Corner and turn left to walk to the gates of Amen Court, a delightful enclave of 18th and 19th century houses where the dean and chapter of St. Paul's Cathedral live. Famous past residents have included wit, and author Sidney Smith who lived at number one from 1831 to 1834 and R.H. Barnum, author of the eerie book Ingoldsby Legends, who occupied the same address from 1839 to 1845. At the rear of the court behind the bushes, there looms a large, ominous, dark wall, behind which once stood a fearsome bulk of Newgate Prison. This was until its demolition in 1902. However, on the other side of the wall there is still a tiny passage which is known as dead man's walk in the days of the prison on account that the fact that the prisoners were led along here for their executions and were buried here afterwards although many ghostly tales have evolved around the sinister old wall the most chilling is that of the black dog of Newgate this shapeless black form slithers along the top of the wall, slides slopely down into its courtyard and then melts away. Its manifestations are always accompanied by a nauseous smell and are often accompanied by the sound of dragging footsteps. Its origins are said to date back to the reign of Henry the Third, when a fearsome famine struck London and poor felons incarcerated within Newgate prison faced the prospect of starvation turned to cannibalism as a means of survival one day a scholar was imprisoned there on charges of sorcery his portly figure proved too much temptation for the older inmates and within a few days they killed and ate him him, pronouncing him to be good meat However, they soon had cause to regret their actions, for a hideous black dog with eyes of fire and jowls that dripped with blood appeared in the dead of night and proceeded to exact a terrifying revenge. Some hapless prisoners were torn limb from limb by the ferocious beast as their anguished screams echoed through the gale, striking terror into the souls of other inmates. Others simply died of fright when they heard its ghostly panting and its heavy paws padding towards them across the cold stone floors. Those who survived the first nights of its lust for blood and vengeance became so terrified that they killed their guards and escaped but no matter how far they traveled the beast hunted them down one by one. Only when the murder of its master, the sorcerer, had been fully avenged, did it return to the prison's dungeons, where it became a hideous harbinger of death, always appearing on the eve of executions or the nights before a felon breathed his last. When the prison was demolished in 1902, it was hoped that the black dog would become a thing of the past, but it was not to be. For people walking in Amen Court at night, who have happened to glance at the wall, have reported seeing its seething black shape shuffling across the wall, and have watched it as it slithers into the courtyard, where it disappears before their very eyes, leaving the smell of death in its ghostly wake. Another ghost associated with this courtyard is that of Amelia Dyer, the Reading baby farmer. Paid to look after unwanted babies, this evil woman would drown her charges in the Thames and other rivers while continuing, continuing to draw substantial income for their upkeep. Brought to justice she was sentenced to death and on the 10th of June 1896 she took her final stroll along dead man's walk. As she did she passed a young warder named Mr. Scott. Stopping abruptly she slowly turned towards him and fixed him with her evil gaze. Her small dark eyes looked into his face and her face crackled into a toothless smile in a low, rasping voice, she sneered, I'll meet you again some day, sir. Moments later, she was dead, dangling at the end of the hangman's noose. The years passed, and Scott progressed in his chosen career, and the memories of Amelia Dyer and her prophecies were soon forgotten. Then one night, just before the prison was to close, he found himself alone in the warder's room. His back to the grill that looked out onto dead man's walk and suddenly a cold shiver ran down his spine and he got the distinct impression that someone was watching him. And then he heard it. That low, sneering rasp as the unmistakable voice of Mrs. Dyer echoed from the passage. Meet you again meet you again. Turning, he saw her evil face framed by the grill grinning at him. Stirred into action, he rushed at her, but she promptly vanished. Throwing open the door into the passage, but it was silent and empty. Had he imagined it? Possibly. Yet, he could never account for the woman's handkerchief, which at that very moment fluttered to the flagstones and lay still by his feet. I don't know about you guys, but just reading that was giving me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. There's been a few things that have happened at newgate prison and the old bailey the black shape that has been spotted crawling along the wall that backs onto the location where people were executed you've got the figure of this woman that's uh, obviously turned up Um, there's loads of little ones that newgate prison was haunted by several ghosts the footsteps on Dead Man's Walk that are reported every single night almost. Um, the sound of chains being rattled. It's a really, really freaky place to be. But believe it or not, Newgate Prison and the Dead Man's Walk, this isn't the Old Bailey. This is just the prison next to it. The Old Bailey has its own ghosts. Okay? Um, the Old Bailey in London is haunted by a ghost which usually appears after a very serious trial has been held. It tends to make numerous appearances around the trials that are somewhat unjust in their verdict. The Old Bailey ghost is very shadowy and hard to tell if it's male or female. Sometimes it appears in a type of mist, but it appears and disappears. Some people think it may be an innocent person sent to death from the Old Bailey and there have been numerous of sightings over a long period of time. This is a very very common thing at the Old Bailey again this sighting and it does seem to centre around certain trials and certain crimes and convictions that aren't necessarily the right verdict and we all know of crimes like that and but this ghost which just happens to show itself in an area where they were probably wrongfully convicted. London is famous for hellhounds, and the city of London is not exempt from this. Phantom black dogs or hellhounds, as folk like to call them, are, despite the haziness of legend, manifested all over the world. Across the United Kingdom, such candid appar- apparitions have been given many names. Stryker, Padfoot, Roy Dog, Guy Trash and the most well-known being Black Shuck. Most of these fiery-eyed beasts appear to haunt rural or at least semi-rural areas. So you might think that London would be excluded for these mysterious spirits. But you would be wrong. A black hound was seen during the 1960s on Wandsworth Street. Researchers attributed the form of the ghost of an animal killed on the road. The hound would often be seen disappearing into 523 Wandsworth Road, and the hauntings occurred for more than four months. Similar harmless ghost dogs have been seen along the Thames, and phantom dogs are said to prowl the stairwell at Hampton Court, the Anchor Tavern on Bankside and the Spanish Galleon Pub in Greenwich which are all apparently haunted by a large mastiff hound. However, the lore of the black dog usually concerns more sinister beasts. At St. Michael's Church in Cornhill, a giant black hound appeared during a thunderstorm, entering via the south window, leaving claw marks scorched into stone. A dog resembling a dash hound is also said to haunt an area of Baker Street. Some black dogs are connected to dark deeds, appearing before a death or crisis, whether in form of extreme weather or disease. Many sightings occur on old roads believed once to be copseways, where funeral processions may have proceeded and also near church graveyards. Age-old legends paint grim pictures of these beasts as guardians of the gates of hell. We will finish with possibly the most famous landmark in London. And that is Tower Bridge. And Tower Bridge, like I said, is possibly one of the most iconic sites in London. It was built in 1894 in a style designed to sit comfortably alongside the Tower of London. Ironically enough, Tower Bridge is not part of the same borough as Tower of London which is why it's covered by the City of London and this is known by if you look at the Tower itself right in the middle of Tower Bridge is the crest for the City of London it is what is known as a bascule bridge which means the span lifts only to allow tall ships and yachts through headed for the Port of London River traffic takes priority over road traffic, and vehicles have to wait for the boat when it comes through. The two high towers are suspended by wires, by land, and linked by a high-level walkway. The bridge was designed in such a way to allow pedestrians to cross when the bridge was opened. It is often confused with London Bridge, which is next one upstream. The old London Bridge was dismantled in 1967 and relocated to Arizona. It is a popular rumour that the bridge was bought in the belief that it was London's more recognisable Tower Bridge. In other words, the people of Arizona bought this bridge thinking, or they bought London Bridge thinking that they were buying Tower Bridge, but they weren't. The bridge has featured an imposing backdrop for numerous films and is probably one of the most famous bridges in the world. However, this imposing structure has a dark side to its history as well. One of the bases of the towers was once used as a morgue. Bodies were brought by boat and stored there. This area is now obsolete and visitors are not allowed to enter one would probably not wish to either, as many of those visiting the bridge have spoken of some peculiar unnerving experiences. One area has been along the walkways where many of those walking on the bridge during its construction fell to their deaths. Those visiting this area have frequently experienced the manifestations of strange, shadowy figures, and others have complained of things tugging at their clothes. Some have even been halted in their tracks by the feeling of an oppressive weight bearing down on them. Quite recently, a young woman visiting the tower had an intensely unsettling experience while in the lower part of the building. She claimed to have sensed the presence of a very angry spirit that had began shouting in her face. She also claimed that this boisterous apparition had tried to push her out of the room. She fled to another room but claimed the thing had followed her and began trying to trip her up. The young woman was so overcome by her experience and feelings of nausea that she fled from the building altogether. So these are some of the stories from the city of London. And like I said, these might not be the stories that you're familiar with. Some of these might not even be buildings that you're familiar with. Most people when they think of London go straight to Buckingham Palace, the Tower of London, and places like that which we will cover when we get to Greater London. These are places that are extremely haunted. And like i said some of these areas in the city of london they are very hard to find um stories on because when you type in ghost stories in london or when you're looking for ghost stories in london you are inadvertently brought to the tower of london as the main place to go there are reports of of very famous ghosts in the tower of london there are some strange ones as well i mean one of them the best ones is uh ...there's an apparition of William Wallace... ...who's probably spent all of about 20 minutes... ...in the Tower of London... Um, ...apparently he's there... ...there are some stories from the Tower that... Um, ...are a bit strange... ...but... ...obviously when we're doing research into these... Uh, ...these areas... ...that is probably... ...the main one... ...that comes up... ...so trying to find these... ...which is why this episode has taken a little bit longer to go out... Um, Because trying to find these episodes is, um, sorry, to find these stories, sorry, not episodes, um, is a little bit more difficult when uh, we're talking about a one mile area of London. Um, And an area of London that dates back to, you know, pre Roman era. um, The city of Londinium, which is the original city, which is a one mile square, and there are still parts of the old Roman walls that exist now. Um, The main reason why the city of London is its separate entity is due to William the Conqueror, who conquered England in 1066. Uh, When he came over, he managed to conquer England very, very quickly. Unfortunately for William, when he reached the city walls of London, he found it to be a lot more difficult. Um, Not wanting a siege to go on, he recognised London, the city of London as its own entity and the mayor of London was to recognise William as the new king which is what happens uh, now today Um, and that's why there is a bit of an animosity between the two parts of London between the city of London and London itself Um, and that is why the Tower of London was built just outside the city walls, it was built as a, an impregnatable force um, and an imposing force over the people who lived in London when they just looked out over their city walls they saw the tower this huge castle bigger than anything they'd ever seen before um, so that's why the tower was actually built originally to basically squash Londoners and make them realise that they're not, uh, not going to rise up against their new king um so I hope you have enjoyed these stories this week. Uh, again I apologize Lee's not with us. We are currently in the middle of our summer holidays in England and it seems to be one week I'm here and Lee isn't and the next week Lee's here and I'm not and it's uh, it's we're finding it very hard to uh, get together to do a show. So for those of you who are big fans of Absolute Poppycock uh, that will be why you haven't had an episode on there for quite a long time because we're just not together at the moment to to record these. Um, now, we have had an increase in, in our listeners, so thank you very much for you, all you guys who have come over and joined us. We have had an increase in downloads, and I believe a lot of this is down to you guys leaving us reviews. Um, so for those of you who haven't yet done so, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere where you can leave us a review... Just click that five stars. Just type a couple of words, you know, great show, thanks for the episodes or uh, call us dickheads, (laughs) you know, whatever you want. Um, But, you know, a five-star review goes a hell of a long way to making this podcast successful. um, And it brings in a lot more listeners. So thank you very, very much for the guys who have done that. Um, It is wonderful to get. So, yeah, by all means, keep that going. Keep sending us those reviews in if you do have a review we'll read them out for you next week guys we have got an episode coming to you that has been written by a listener she has done a bit of research into the county of cornwall um, and we will be covering that in next week's episode so the county of cornwall is uh being done by hilton now she did the North Carolina one for us a couple of weeks ago, so hopefully fingers crossed I haven't read it yet, but uh, i'm I'm sure it's wonderful um her writing is is very very easy flows very nicely off the page so hopefully this will be just as good as the last one and and for any of you guys who do want to do do that for us, you are more than welcome just drop us a message um, there's me or Lee on Facebook you can get us through the Facebook group. Um, or you can email us at supernatural at gmail.com failing that if you are on our patreon and you want to do that you can always drop us a message on patreon patreon is available for everybody it's five dollars a month um, and it is a massive massive boost to supporting this show um and if you are on Apple, you can just click that little subscribe button next to your Apple podcast, um, and that will also get you access to extra shows for a little bit extra money. Um, if you can't do that, everybody who listens, if you do enjoy the show, please subscribe through your podcast app, whether that is Spotify, Amazon, um, iTunes, anything like that. Just click that subscribe button, and you'll get updates with every new episode that we put out. And thank you very much for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to my little waffle at the end. And we will see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back.